everybody. Oh, it's Tipsy Tuesday and I'm super late because that's how this week is going. Good evening. I don't know that I like this light. I feel like somebody punched me in the face. Let's try. Ooh, no. I feel like it's the same. I'd like a new face. This is the face I have. Good evening. This is what we're going to be moving forward with. Have a good night. All right, everybody. So I've been running around today <laughs> doing lots of stuff. Welcome to the new fireplace. It is not complete yet. Stop. Um, it's almost complete. The, the mantle is not up yet, but it will be very soon. Um, I know, Anne, I'm sorry. It's a fluid, tipsy Tuesday. And by fluid, I mean mostly ginger ale. Um, I'm dealing with an iffy stomach at best. Uh, so Tipsy Tuesday will consist of nursing your stomach Tuesday. And I'm not going to lie, it's probably from all the crap that I ate over Thanksgiving. This is popcorn. This is all I'm eating. Um, so how is everybody doing? So let me show where we are with the mantle. I know, Al. All right, sorry about that. I hit the button. Wrong button. There's the TV. So the TV's up. Um, the mantle thing it's going to hang on is up. Uh, but no mantle. Big hole in the wall. Uh-huh. Angela. I'm going to put together the before and after pictures um, once the after is done. But she did a great job of kind of... Uh, She's like an artiste. So when Tim and I were talking about it, you know, Tim painted pretty much the whole house. And we talked about it. Uh, thanks, Michelle. Um, he said, considering what you want to do, and I've never done it, I think you should ask this other girl to do it. So, oh, look at this. Real pitiful. Um... So she came here and she was like, you know, how dark do you want it? And in my mind, I was just going to paint the whole thing white. And she's like, why don't we start light? And like, let's see how you like it. I said, fine. Um, so she started doing it. But she does it with such like a, like a, a little bit of paint and a lot of water. Um, but then we decided some of the darker stones. Look at this. Somebody's trying to get popcorn. Um, she kind of... Um, you know, took some more of the paint off to give it a little bit more dimension. Um, because this is a, this is a great, um, fireplace in the sense that it's not brick, it's stone. I was calling everything brick and they're like, it's stone. Okay. Whatever. Um, somebody getting real handsy. Give it dimension. Mackenzie, exactly. Um, and the mantle that Jeremy made is so beautiful. Uh, if you missed it this morning, we were talking about it. So Jeremy is does such great work. Um, but he'll be the first to tell you, like, I can make stuff. But, like, the installation is, like, a little bit of a thing. So Tim came today and got it all evened out. And now Jeremy's going to come back Friday. Uh-huh. Lynn, it's nice. Um, so, and then it turns out, I thought, 
that above the fireplace was cinder block. Turns out it's brick. And so every time they screw into it, red brick, the red from the brick, the brick came down and looked like it had stained the whole front of the fireplace. And then I was about to have a heart attack. Um, and then Tim came over and started wiping it off. He's like, it's fine. I've really done a good job. I have not freaked out about any renovation. I mean, I in the inside I did, but it didn't make its way to the outside. Um, so most of the time I just look at them and I go, um, this isn't really what I was hoping for or thinking we were doing. I'm gonna give you a minute to fix it. And then you call me back. <laughs> and we always come up with some solutions, so it's fine. I don't know if my current stomach situations are any way related to the fact that I'm not screaming, but whatever. It's almost done. Um, so it's coming together. Um, did you take pictures of before? Yes, stars. A lot of pictures of before. Um, so much better than all white. I think so too, Janice. I think it came out really nice. Um, you look fabulous, Margaret. You're drunk. Okay. Because I'm trying to eke my way through to Friday, hey kingdom and Saturday. Um, Di decided today she called and I wasn't really feeling well. And she wanted to have a 45 minute conversation about crab cakes. I was like, listen, you seem real invested in this crab cake situation. So there's a place around here that makes these amazing crab cakes. And we thought that they made a version that was gluten-free. Apparently she spent all day driving around trying to figure out the recipe so that she could figure out there's gluten in it. At the end of the day, they were like, there's gluten in it. Don't eat it. So I said, fine. I mean, go online and I'll order some frozen crab cakes and we'll have them shipped. She's like, I will not eat your frozen crab cakes. Oh, what's wrong with a frozen crab cake? I'll get them at ShopRite. I don't think they have them at ShopRite. Like, it's a very specific thing that we're asking for. Stop licking. Stop it. Um, Di has a thing about shrimp from certain parts of the world. She was like, I will not eat that shrimp that comes from X country. I don't know why she got a thing about it. And apparently she's like, I will not eat anything that comes frozen from across the country. Now, how do I know it's frozen? I could, it would be cold. Uh, we don't have the same... Uh, I guess definitions of how we would know that something has been cold the whole time. And I said, well, I'm going to eat it either way. And she was like, I will not. And she says to say it real indignant, which makes everybody angry. And by everybody, I mean me. My phone's going to go dead. Because that's how this week is going. Just in case you're wondering. All right. Let's make sure this is working. You guys stay here. I don't know what that's doing. All right. It says we're good, but sometimes it lies. All right. 
I will eat, only eat lobster from New England. Ewelina, how are you? She has shrimp standards. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Um, Maryland has real crab cakes. Yeah, there were two places that made gluten-free crab cakes. And I was like, if I order them now, they'll be here Friday. She was like, I, you're going to eat all of them? I said, sure, I don't care. Don't eat them. She didn't like that answer. So we had a crab cake fight. Then I had to text her and apologize for the crab cake fight. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel good. I think all day today, I just... Where did the green sweater go? I changed. Yeah. I've been bebopping. Bebopping. Charlotte, I think that the fireplace might be my new favorite thing once it's all done. So Lauren is her name who did the stone. She's like, try not to put anything on it for maybe like a week or two. I was like, got it. But as soon as the mantle goes in, I'm going to cover it with Christmas. Mm-hmm. I never catch you live. Hey, Sarah. It's a big night. As I mentioned, I'm going to do my darndest to be on time. No, Diana is not gluten-free. She could just go eat a crab cake like she ate the pretzel this weekend. Exactly. But she's going to stand her ground and say that she's gluten-free. Whatever. Um, all right, so I found, because there's only one week, not even. Let's have a serious, uh, I'm going to have a serious heart-to-heart -heart with all of you, because some of you just are, don't know. Christmas is Sunday. Now, I know that this is going to come as a surprise to many of you, because probably nobody told you, so there was no way you could have prepared for December 25th, because sometimes they move it. I'm in a similar situation. I had no idea that it was the 25th this year. And so I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to be honest. Some of you will get one present. No one's getting two. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. And they will not be wrapped. It'll just be here. This is yours. Something like that. So uh, we weren't able to get the mantle on. No. So, uh, but Jeremy's coming Friday. And it's going to be great. Looks like a pregnancy on the fireplace behind you. A pregnancy test? The white box? The white box is the molding. I don't know what looks like a pregnancy test. Oh, this thing. I've seen pregnancy tests. I've never seen one that looked like a white box. I mean, I'll be honest. Uh, it does. It's for the television. Yeah, she went rogue and ate a pretzel, so nobody feels bad for her. Trust me. All right. So, um, I'm surprised every year, Tanya, I just wish that they would pick a date and stick with it so that I could prepare and like, no, okay, this year it's on the 25th. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was like lamenting to my mom, all the things that, oh, this is going to go down. All the things that I wasn't ready for and that are going poorly. And then she was like, Dina, I'm going to just say it. You're doing a great job. And it, Christmas is not about giving. Now, let her say that, and then she's not going to get a present. And then we'll see if she's like, okay, bitch, I wasn't talking about me. So I don't know how it's going to go. I'm going to be honest. That's what she's saying today. Because she's on the list of people that don't have a present for yet. But don't tell her. Okay? Maybe there's a picture with a peacock on it that I could just throw into a box. Uh, we'll see. I don't really know. But we're just going to wing it. All right. So I found another 
I found another. Um, I shop for no one. They're getting a cookie in a basket. Exactly. Uh, Mike Marino is here. A very funny comedian. Look him up. I concur. It keeps sneaking up on me. Mm -hmm. Remember pandemic Christmases? Remember pandemic Christmas? We were like, what day is it? Is it December? Is it Christmas? Because I hate all the people that live here, and I'm not getting them anything. That was, those were hard Christmases, so we should all be happy. Mm -hmm. um, please, everyone, stop licking. Stop it. Stop it. You know when you're at work and all your coworkers just keep licking themselves? That's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Super smelly and gross. I'm looking right at you. There was a dog fight today. Did I tell you how fun that was? Brooke's home. And I heard a huge dog fight. And when I say dog fight, there's two bitches. I'll let you guess who the two are. And one dum-dum. Um, and as soon as I hear them fighting, I go running into Brooke's room. And you, I don't know if you've ever seen a full dog fight. And I don't mean like little dogs. I mean giant boxers going at each other and it sounds horrendous and the it sounds like they're about to kill each other when really all they're doing is opening their mouths putting slobber all over each other's necks because if they wanted to kill each other they could both kill each other in a split second but neither of them will do it they'll just make a lot of noise slobber all over each other and then you can't get in there because their teeth are out so <laughs> anytime that they because they get on top of each other you can't put your hands in it because you get bit or slobbered on. So I just threw my body at them just to break them up. Lulu kind of went back for a second and I ripped Ruby off of her. I'm holding Ruby up in the air. Like you, listen, I don't care if it's dogs or kids, but there's something that happens to moms when dogs and kids start fighting. Well, you'll just go in and you just start grabbing people by the neck, just holding them up. Be like, this is not okay. That was today. Mm -hmm. And I might have punched Lulu in the face. And then, and now we're friends. We seem to have come to some agreement as to who's in charge and who's allowed to be mean to people. We're still working through some of it in therapy, but I think she's fine. So that was fun. And then here's Brooke, ready? I, I don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. You mean to tell me that you've been living in that bedroom for 16 hours straight. You've brought every lick of food into your bedroom. The dogs only fight over food and you have no idea why there was a fight in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we had Kita's very scary when they would fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at all the stars. Thank you for my stars, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooke's tooth get is I'm your hairdresser in me is dying because your parts on the wrong side. I do believe it, clipping the camera would save my life. <laughs> Isn't that annoying? It's so funny that you say that because a couple people have said it. Do I normally flip? No, this looks weird. No, this is weird. Is this what it normally looks? I don't think I flip when we do this show. No, I guess you're right because my dad usually is over here. You're right. He's over there now. That's super weird. Now I'm all messed up. 
This must be what you were saying about, about it being super weird anyway. All right, here we go. All right, so I got some more Christmas facts. I thought we'd go through them to see. I don't understand the first one, so I'm going to just read it to you. I was going to make it into a game, but it's super weird. Um, number one fun fact about Christmas. Sweden celebrates... Chris, I'm going to let you guess. Sweden celebrates Christmas with a giant straw what? It's an animal. It makes no sense. Sweden celebrates Christmas, and there's a picture of it. Sweden celebrates Christmas with a giant straw Yule blank. It's an animal, and it's not a reindeer. So don't go with something that would make any sense, or a snowman, because that's not real, um, or an animal. I don't. I don't know how this would even, I, I don't understand it, but it's the number one fun fact. Does anybody know that? I'll be very impressed. Fish. Nope. Just so you know, Gillette's not really an animal. It's, what is it? Any bird? Bird? It's a goat. Marco, how did you know that? Donkey was close. Trish got it and Marco got it. How did you guys? It says in Scandinavian countries, the Yule goat figures into Christmas decor of many homes. In Norse mythology, the two goats pulled Thor's flying chariot the same way reindeer do on Santa's sleigh. There's also a festive tale that focuses on an invisible Yule goat that checks in on holiday prep before the big day. That's why in 1966, the Gavel Goat was created in order to draw shoppers to the Swedish city where it resides. It stands at 42 feet high and seven meters in length, which no one knows what seven meters is, and a whopping 3.6 tons. It's just a giant goat. I don't... Mm -mm. All right, here's, here's a good one. Ready? Let's go back to A Christmas Story, the most famous Christmas movie ever. Now, before I ask or give you this fun fact and ask you this, they just did like a continuation of the Christmas story. Was it on Netflix? I haven't watched it because it's either, I, I feel like it's going to be super dumb and it might ruin the first movie. I don't know. You got a dancing goat last Christmas? So weird. I don't know if anybody watched it, but if you watched the new Christmas story, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are. If you're like, Dina, don't. Um, but here's the question. Ralphie from A Christmas Story was also in what other Christmas movie? Hmm, it's not the new one. Invisible Yule Goat. That is exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. So Ralphie from A Christmas Story. It's on HBO. Um, was also in what other pretty famous Christmas movie? Kathy, that makes sense. I watch a lot of HBO Max. But I saw it, but I didn't watch it. The goats in the Marvel movie, Thor. Thunder makes more sense. You heard it was great, Kelly? It was really good, said Melissa. All right, now I'm going to have to watch it on my new TV. All right, but that's not the movie I'm talking about. Does anybody want to? It's great. Oh, Melissa. Okay, good. You guys, 
I tried to cheat, but no luck. All right, so Ralphie from A Christmas Story was also in what famous? It was an elf. It. He was an elf. Vicki, you are correct. It says, back in 1983, a young Peter Billingsley starred in A Christmas Story as Ralphie. He popped up in another classic, uh, Elf, as Ming Ming, the toy maker's supervisor in Santa's workshop. I feel like I missed it. He was also in Four Christmases, you were right, Iron Man and Spider-Man Far From Home. All right, here we go. No one's, if you get this, I'll be very impressed. Here we go. Two of Santa's reindeer originally had different names. Did you guys, I have to find the clip of my mom trying to, <laughs> trying to name all of Santa's reindeer that started with D. Did anybody see that episode when she was like, <laughs> you know, dancer and pram, fix? No, that's it, just two. And I was like, there's three though. She just kept starting on the wrong one. Anyway. Okay. So. In 1823, there was a poem, A Visit from St. Nicholas, was originally introduced the world to Santa's reindeer. Two of the flying creatures, no mantle yet, had slightly different names, according to Syracuse.com. Does anybody know? Donner is one of them. Donner was originally Dunder. You know? Nixon. Comet and Dunder. Yeah, Dunder's stupid. And then, anybody want to guess the other one? It's Blitzen. It was a, originally Blixum. Looks too much like Buxom. Yeah, I don't know. I had no idea. Okay. Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was recorded by Brenda Lee. How old was she when she recorded? Drinking bourbon for the first time? Welcome! I wish I was drinking bourbon with you. So... Stoner and Drinky, that is exactly what their names were, and they thought that that was weird for kids. And it was Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> um, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree was recorded in 1958 by Brenda Lee. How old was she when she recorded it? Mm-hmm. Why am I getting credit? Hold on. I said both of those. Why am I... Getting no credit for answering these. I'm the Christmas guru. All right, it's your chance. How old was she? Teresa says 14. Jennifer said 18. Hmm. Fourteen said Noel. Twenty-one. Fifteen. Mm-mm. She was younger. Tara's younger. 18 younger. Yeah. Uh, she was actually 13. That's crazy. Because we all listen to that song, that kid's 13 years old. Um, 
Okay, there's here's one for all the Hallmark people. Any, I don't watch Hallmark movies, so I will not participate in this unless my mom makes me watch them, which means sometimes I watch Hallmark movies. Anyway, on average, how many weeks does it take to shoot a Hallmark holiday movie? Now keep in mind, they're all the same movie. They're all the same town. They all probably wear the same outfits. It's the same storyline. On average, how many weeks does it take to shoot Hallmark holiday movies? So far, answers are eight and 10. Hmm, 21. I don't know if that was weeks or how old you thought she was. 12 weeks. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to tell you, it's a surprising number. Smurgen Gergen, eight weeks. That's not the answer. That was what somebody guessed. How many weeks, on average, does it take, Kate, if you love Hallmark movies, what's your answer, to shoot a Hallmark holiday movie? Candace? Never watch one? Never will. I will have a cold heart and die young before I watch Hallmark. Yeah. All the same, should be wrapped in seven weeks. Laura, the answer is two weeks. They're all the same movie. It takes two weeks. It said some Hollywood movies take a month to shoot while others are a bit more. On the other end of the spectrum, the super popular holiday movies that Hallmark are able to put together are such an impressive pace, only takes two weeks. That's because it's the same script. It just has different actors in it and maybe different outfits. Jody, you're correct. Yeah. Wow. All right, here we go. Christmas was not always on in December. There was a chance that it was going to be in a different season. Was it going to be so it's in winter. Was it in spring, summer, or fall? So Pope Pius I was a pope. He decided that Christmas should always be celebrated on December 25th. But history points out that it wasn't because that was the day that Jesus was born. Instead, there were other reasons. So do you think that Christmas originally was going to be celebrated in spring, summer, or fall. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll give a couple, a couple of guesses. April, spring, they said. Spring or fall. Now, you know, no woman wanted to be pregnant in the summer, so let's take it. Um, the answer, Sharon is correct, it's spring. Instead, people believe it was to overshadow a pagan festival called Saturnalia, which also happened on the day. Jesus may have actually been born during the spring. Booby, what do you think about it? What do you think? She's like, I think you have popcorn. You should put it in my mouth. 
Jingle Bells was the first song played in outer space. What? And it originally was a Thanksgiving song. All right. The tradition of hanging stockings comes from a legend about marriage. Have you ever wondered why we hang up stockings, which are basically fancy socks during the holiday season? According to the Smithsonian, one of the most popular legends about the tradition's origin is the tale of a poor widower who worried that he wouldn't be able to marry off his three daughters because his lack of wealth. Fortunately, Smithsonian explains, sick Nicholas was wandering through the town where the man lived and heard villagers discussing the family's plight. He wanted to help, but knew the man would refuse any kind of charity directly. Instead, one night, he slid down the chimney of the family's house and filled the girls' recently laundered stockings, which happened to be drying by the fire with gold coins, and then he disappeared. In the morning, the family found the gifts, and the daughters became eligible to wed. Twas a Christmas meal. Big Bang Theory talks about set Saturnalia. Really? Never heard of it. I don't know, Mooney. A Thanksgiving song? So crazy. Um, all right. So here's one. The Christmas tree pickle is a tradition to keep eager kids calm on Christmas morning. You guys have heard about the Christmas pickle, right? Um, there was a time where I was the Christmas lady at QVC, and so we had to learn all about the Christmas pickles. I know I've heard of it. It's a German thing. According to the Today Show, uh, the Christmas pickle is more than just a common ornament. It's a tradition. As the quirky tradition goes, the first child to find the glass pickle hidden in the tree gets a, wins a prize or the privilege of opening the first gift. The goal? To keep kids from rushing through the process of opening presents and instead take the time to enjoy each one. So you might not have ever heard of it, but if you look at any ornament store, you'll be able to find this green pickle and you hide it in your tree. Tinsel used to be made of real silver. Okay, here we go. Uh, according to a Gallup poll, in 2021, U.S. consumers, on average, are expected to spend this much money on gifts this holiday season. Boom. Listen. About to get real up here. Okay. You don't know about the Christmas pickle? Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I didn't know about it until I started working at QVC. We do the pickle, said Patty. Yeah, some people do it every year. It does the pickle every year, said Julie. My family had a pickle, and some people have never heard of it. Mm hmm. All right, so according to a 2021 Gallup poll, on average, U.S. consumers are expected to spend this much money on holiday gifts. Now, this is going to be hard because everybody has a different number of people in their family. So think about the average, let's say, two parents, two kids, a dog, maybe a grandma with a bad leg. How much are they going to spend on average this holiday season? So it's like per family. Mmm, let's see where everybody's numbers lie. Mm-hmm. Hold on. 
That's so interesting. Okay, hold on. So this one is a Gallup poll in 2021 it says they're expected to spend on average this much money. But the next fact says, but they end up actually spending nearly this amount on presents. And this is from a 2019 study from Deloitte. So I'll take a range between this and this because these numbers are about $500 apart. Did she get over Ryan Reindeer? Maybe. Or she got, she got hit by a truck full of gluten-free uh, crab cakes. You don't know. Mm -hmm. Some people still have a Christmas fun with their bank. Jealous? Yeah, like a... My mom used to do it all the time, like at Kmart. You could, um, what was it called? It was, it was a thing where my mom would put money away, like $50 a week, or I don't know, it wasn't $50, she didn't have $50 a week. She'd put a certain amount of money away, 500 to 1,000, you're close. I've seen the, the Christmas pickle ornaments, but I didn't, I didn't know what it was for, yeah. What's it called? When the Christmas club? The difference is more than my total. That's what I was saying. Even when I was saying it, I was like 500. You're very close, Anne-Marie. No, per person, per, this is per family, Lorene. I'd imagine, I hope it's not per person. It's ridiculous. The high number is 1,500. That's it. This is what people actually spend. Christmas Club. Lee, I thought that's what it was. So in the Kmart days, I was in a Christmas Club. I never understood the Christmas. I didn't know what we were doing. But we'd always go to the back of the store and she'd take out, she counted out, and every week she'd give this money to this lady at the Kmart. And we were hiding in the racks. We weren't paying any attention. And... My mom worked at McDonald's. Layaway. Yeah, but layaway was different than, I mean, it's essentially the same thing. But it was, you know, Christmas Club was different. Because I think layaway, the clothes would stay there. And then every week you'd come and you'd pay it off, right? Like almost like a credit card. But Christmas Club, they would take your money and, and save it for you. But then you'd get your Christmas Club money is that right? I thought that they, did, did you, did you pick all your presents? No. Maybe I got it wrong because I feel like that they just saved the money for her. And then when it was Christmas time, she'd go back and then they'd give her all her money that she saved. Am I getting it wrong? I was a kid. These are guesses. I just remember there being Christmas club was at the bank. Because I do remember, remember there was a time when all these layaways, a layaway, so people would put, they'd, they'd get these clothes or whatever, they'd put it in layaway, and then, okay, thanks, Tammy. And then you'd pay off until you could get, it's kind of like rent a center, but for clothes. But then there was a time close to Christmas when like these secret, philanthropists would go to the Kmart and they'd say, I'm going to pay off everybody's layaway. 
Do you remember hearing these stories? Um, people would go to, you know, go pick up their stuff and like bring the last payment. And they're like, you don't have a payment. They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, somebody came in, paid everybody's layaway. Mm-hmm. D-nice. People must say that to you all the time. Um, because of the one key and peel. Christmas club was at the bank. Yeah. Whole thing. Whoever found it got an extra present. Mm-hmm. Um, and then get back, spend on presents. Oh, they had it at Sears too, layaway. I just remember that. They still have those stories. It's wonderful. Do they sit? Well, there's no more Kmart. Do, does anybody have a Kmart anymore? We don't have any more. Like, do other places have layaway? I feel like everybody moved to like a debit card. I work at, at Walmart. Do they have layaway at Walmart? The Statue of Liberty is the largest Christmas gift ever received. It was given to us by France in 1886. Jim Gaffigan has a great bit about the Statue of Liberty from France. <laughs> He's like, you know, thank goodness it was pretty, right? Could you imagine if they had given it to us and like, we didn't really like it. And so we tried to like re-gift it to Mexico and like France came over and they're like, where's that? Where's that statue of you? Oh, we love, we borrow little friends borrow it for a little bit. <laughs> Just, <laughs> if you don't know Jim Gaffigan, you are missing out. Because it's a funny bit. Um, hmm. Okay, I don't even know how they would know what this is, but here's a fun fact. The first Christmas card ever sent, how did they find it? Is worth almost this much money. <gasps> what? What? Okay, here we go. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, says that the first Christmas card sent by Sir Henry Cole, a Bath-born businessman, to his grandmother in 1843. It is hand-colored by the London illustrator John Calcutt Horsley, and it depicts a multi-generational family enjoying a Christmas party, and there are only 12 of the original 1,000 cards still in existence. So how much is the card worth now? I don't know. So this card is from 1843. How much is this card worth if you had? Now, listen to me. I don't know how, how they know there's only 12 of these left over. But you got to start looking through your stuff. Because if you got an old card with a multi-generational lithograph, hold on to it. Okay? Because it's worth a lot. Somebody said 150000 I'm sorry. Did I yawn? Is now credit card debt. Exactly. Two million dollars, said Noel. Wow. Seven thousand dollars. These numbers are wildly different. Is playing in Red Bank in January. 
Yeah, I saw that. I was trying to get tickets from Andy. $2 million, said Jennifer. $6,800. I love how you did that, Susan. Somebody said $7,000, so you went right under them, like Price is Right, and I thank you. Sorry, Diane. The answer is $30,000. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Okay, here we go. Are you ready? This one's not good. All right, how do I ask this? <clears throat> Hold on, give me a minute. I gotta, I gotta ask this. Oh, how much was spent? So the minimum, the average, uh, spent on Christmas was $837, but then the next fun fact said, but in reality, what most people spend is about $1,500. Sebastian, you're funny. All right, here, I don't know how to ask this. Here we go. <laughs> okay. How do, I, how do I preface this for you? Look, I'm rocking. I'm so tired. Um, okay, here we go. On December 25th, a lithograph. Yeah, I said lithograph. On December 25th, the number of relationships that break up, is it higher than normal, lower than normal, or is it the same? about it on Christmas does Christmas hold the record for having the highest number of breakups the lowest number of breakups or is it the same and if I asked you if you knew the answer how different do the weeks leading up to Christmas compare oh wait a minute like, wait, Dina, what are you trying to say? It's saying that Christmas holds a record for either the fewest breakups or the most breakups on Christmas. And how do the weeks before Christmas compare? Now you're all like, let me think, how many people broke up with me on Christmas versus the weeks leading up to Christmas? Hmm. Shikendra says it's a higher number of breakups on Christmas. People don't want to buy presents. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> oh. Two weeks before Christmas is the highest. Wendy, bing, 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 bing. Christmas actually is the lowest record. Of the lowest record. I'm sure many of you just pooped your pants. Again. 
So the lowest number of breakups occurs on Christmas Day, but the weeks leading up to Christmas is the highest number of breakups. Because <laughs> people are like, bitch, I'm out. I am not buying you a present. I'm out. <laughs> so listen, you just got to make it in your relationship through to Sunday. And then it's smooth sailing until Valentine's. And then the week before Valentine's might get rough again. Okay, so just keep it in mind. <laughs> so it's like, it's not you, it's me. It's you, um, you know, and the holiday. And now somebody found a piece of popcorn and now it's going to be another fight. Everybody separate, go to your corners because we're not going to fight. And all of you smell like dogs, just so you know. There's a big dog smell. It's also a high time for proposals. It's also um, the most popular time is September for babies to be born because people are getting frisky over the holiday. The largest gingerbread house ever made was as big as a real house. It sounds yummy. Americans spend $2 billion on cookies a year. There's 8.5 million lights in Disney World. There are more than 630 different kinds of Christmas trees. Why? Yep, highest number of proposals is on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how they get these kind of facts. This is the last fun fact of the evening. The biggest elf gathering ever, other than at Santa's workshop, included how many elves? So besides Santa's workshop, the biggest elf gathering ever included how many elves? Take a guess. Well, they're usually pretty bitty. Bitty. <laughs> um, exactly. That's why all my sisters and I are basically born on the same day in the last day of September. And now I'm going to throw up. 2,000 elves, said Janice. 250 elves, said Stephanie. I mean, you just don't know how many elves can get together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, Lauren, you have to tell them. 2,188, said Tanya. Very specific. 25, she can... Well, listen, we could, we could organize a whole bunch of drunk... At least 80 drunk ladies from around the country. I got to believe that the elves are a little bit more organized. I know, Deborah, it came out really nice. Mm-hmm. Trish is like 10,000 elves. All right, here's your answer. 1,788. That's for you, Tanya. No, it's really 1,700. So there you go. Those are all fun facts for you to bring up over this holiday season coming up. You know, just when your family starts arguing about things or people start throwing things, you'd be like, did you guys know how, what is the record number of elves that have gotten together? That's, this is my gift to you. It's just the art of distraction as you go into spending a lot of uncomfortable time with your family. Good luck to you. Um, so listen, I'm going to try so hard to be on time tomorrow. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try, darn it.
a lot of fun things tomorrow, plus the gym and piano tuner, all kinds of stuff. We're just putting final touches on this house and trying to get some last minute things not, not too far off. Um, so anyway, but hopefully you enjoyed your Tipsy Tuesday. Keep in mind, we have a very special Tipsy Tuesday next week. Uh, joining us is Tank Top Brian, as well as my sister. Uh, lots of fun people, so uh, and probably lots of family here as well. I believe Dominic Uliar will be around. Um, and he just keeps getting bigger and bigger and sounds like a man. Um, so it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, very educational tonight, Beth. These are real fun facts brought to you by real places, not just ones that I've made up. Um, so have a good one. I hope maybe you were wrapping presents or making cookies or just sitting on your couch and doing absolutely nothing, which is also pretty awesome. I want to thank my fireplace for being awesome and Jeremy for fixing this mantle soon. It's going to be great. And, uh, hopefully maybe by Friday morning, I'll have some Christmas decorations up, which would be fantastical. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. But, um, so, uh, yeah. So have a good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow morning on uh, one funny morning. Have a good night. I'll see you. Bye.